Welcome everybody to my first solo endeavor here on the Patreon of Everything Went Black. Uh, my name's Ralph, and I guess some of you have heard of me by now. I've been in touch with some of you um, here on the platform, or if you follow me on Instagram, it's uh, Ralph X Division, Ralph PH. So add Ralph X Division. Um, that's my handle, and uh, people have been contacting me well because they, uh, yeah, they heard me talking to Mike here, and um, yeah, I had the plan for 2023 to contribute a bit more to the Patreon or like contribute something on my own because uh, yeah, as all of you know. Everything Went Black is Mike's brainchild, and he's been doing it for so long. He's sort of like a pioneer when it comes to podcasting by now. It's been over 10 years, I think. Um, and uh, I've, I've gotten into podcasts way late. Like, the only stuff that I actually listened to was Everything Went Black and Necromaniacs. Um, but yeah, uh, I always wanted to contribute, and in the pandemic, Mike asked me to do tag along and be his co-host for some episodes for the Unholy Passion stuff, and I'm incredibly grateful because I met a lot of really cool people through that, and um, yeah, in my sense of giving back, I thought I support the Patreon by contributing stuff of my own, and this is my first try. I just get this uh, relatively cheap microphone and i'm using audacity right now so i hope it's okay to listen to um i guess like over time i will get better equipment and see like how to edit and master all this shit but for now i'm taking like this rough thing that i'm recording sending it to mike and hope he can work with it and i hope you can listen to it and don't think it's completely annoying and uh Pardon my oohs and ahs, because um, that's the first time that I'm going to talk by myself, like, for such a long time. Well, anyhow, um, so what is this here? So I have a bunch of ideas for stuff that I want to do, like solo stuff. Um, I want to do an episode on the German extreme metal scene because that's something probably a lot of you Americans are not that familiar with, and we have some excellent bands here. I want to do an episode on my favorite band, New Model Army. Same case, they're not a big band in most parts of the world, but they're incredibly meaningful to me. And that's mostly stuff that um, I know that Mike is not, he's not, not into, but he doesn't... Uh, know that much about it because he's not a big fan or not really into it or not from here and um so i thought like i can maybe bring another uh set of stuff and ideas to this format so yeah so what am i doing here this one i think it runs under the moniker of staff picks and uh you consider this like a staff staff picks xxl because um, I want to talk about my favorite music of 2022. Um, and yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen my list. But if not, here is like some th some stuff that I want to mention for these records. Um, I thought last year was incredibly strong for music. Uh, in, in all genres, there was so much stuff. I put together a playlist uh, every year and um, with my favorite songs. And it grew up to 80 songs last year. So I had to kick out a lot of stuff. And my list with records that came out was also incredibly long. And, well, doing an extraction and just, like, putting out 10 records, it's uh, it was difficult. And, yeah. So this year I'm not a guest on any podcast to talk about this. I spoke to my friend uh, Dirk, a.k.a. Zwiebel, on his uh, Black Metal Endurance Punk podcast, but that's in German, so I figured for a lot of you that's not interesting. But since I love the music that came out last year so much, I wanted to talk a bit, uh, talk about it a bit. So I'll give you my top 10 
Then I will give my special appreciation to my favorite musician at the moment who released four records last year and then some honorary mentions. So yeah, let's dive in. So number 10 in 2022 was the album Blue Nothing by a band called Worm. I think they're Americans, 20 bucks spin released it and it really fits really well into the 20 bucks spin thing. This is funeral doom in the way I think funeral doom should be done. It's slow, it's apocalyptic, it's melodic, it's really evil, um, has catchy melodies, is incredibly sad and ex extremely, uh, yeah, brutal in a different sense of brutal. And what like what I like about this, it, it, it kind of like resembles what uh, Church did or Ms. Moore did for a while or um, my one of my favorite funeral doom bands, Asunder. But they mix it with this heavy metal kind of guitar playing, weird song structures. A Tremendous comes to mind, that other band that Mike and I praise. Um, yeah, this is like, it's only an EP, but it's like an author EP. It's really long and really heavy. So if you're into like foggy days, bleakness and misery, then Blue Nothing by Worm should be your thing. Uh, coming in at number nine is uh, one of my all-time favorite musicians, David Eugene Edwards and his project Woven Hand. Um, and they released, it was way in the beginning of 2022, they released Silver Sash. Oh, I don't know like the how many of like full-length record of them that is but it is a return to strength in my opinion um if you're familiar with the body of work that he did with 16 horsepower and early um or early woven hand there was more like a folkish kind of americana country element to it but a few years back uh, woven hand released refractory obdurate which was like a straight up rock record it's pretty much the backing band of pretty uh not pretty girls my graves but planes mistaken for stars with it and him singing and um that that record back then blew my mind and then they uh released star treatment some years later and that didn't attract me that much it's kind of stubborn and it's good I, i back everything he does but the the moment that i want like the heaviness the emotional heaviness and catchiness that's what silver sash brought back to the table it's like such a one-of-a-kind band and um yeah if you're a fan of like country music southern gothic literature um spiritual weirdness um woven hand should be something for you and i, I guess that's like a woven head is a household name that a lot of people back so silver sash is my number nine not not that much of a household name should be my number eight record because it's the debut record of a new project by one of my best friends um they are a band is called sunrise patriot motion and the album's called Black Fellflower Dream. That, for a lot of people, came out of nowhere, and people didn't know what to do with it or what it is. But what it is, um, it's the new project by Will Scarstead of um, the renowned band Yellow Eyes. To me, the single most important and uh, best black metal band playing black metal right now and they have been changing the game for years and it's always him and his brother and um will has a solo project called usta lost and they like he released two albums under under that name and we're always exchanging ideas and talking about stuff and uh when i started with ropes of night and uh, stepped away from the metal thing for a while he was like fuck this is excellent i want to do something like this too the thing is will can't play simple 
it's everything he does is so awkward and so weird in the textures that he writes or that let him and his brother write because in the end it's always will and sam scars that like their brothers they live together on a farm in upstate new york now they've got their houses there in studio and if you're familiar with yellow eyes you know that it's not the the average black metal songwriting they do it's uh, really something special, and uh, Usta Lost is Sam's, uh, Will's brainchild, and it's even weirder than the other eyes. And then when we started writing about Sunrise Patriot Motion, he was like, yeah, I'm influenced by Drab Majesty and Kino, this, uh, I think it's a Russian, Russian synth wave band, and we talked a lot about a cold wave synth wave bands. Um, and he thought he said like ah, it won't have guitars it will be just keyboards and, and I'm like okay cool and then eventually he sent me the record and it had guitars and uh, he said like yeah sorry I I can't work without a guitar and um, but what came out in the end is so crazy and so good so it's pretty much it's Will and Sam and they've got Blaze the drummer of Bambara playing drums for them and Andy of Pop 1280 um, singing and yeah what is Sunrise Patriot Motion if you know Yellow Eyes and you take the metal out of Yellow Eyes and put like gothic rock into it and uh, some crowd weirdness with a bit of metal textures probably you'll have Sunrise Patriot Motion it's hard to describe it's really a cineastic music, really weirdo outsider art. Um, excellent, really excellent record. I'm so proud of my my friend Will. And uh, yeah, if you don't know Sunrise Patriot Motion, please take some time out and support him by the record on Bandcamp. Um, they've got CDs and tapes and I think vinyl is coming too. Fantastic people, both Will and Sam, and everything they do is excellent in Sunrise Patriot Motions, my number eight last year. Number seven, Josef van Wissem. What a guy. Playing a lute and being absolutely magnificent at what he does. This guy just just owns this thing he does. He he took an instrument and taught himself. He was guest on a Lydia Lunch podcast a while ago, and then he talked about the way that like the way he found his way into the thing he does now. And he comes also from the hardcore punk scene, like all of us in a way. And um, yeah, eventually got his hands on the lute and started like I'm 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 done with guitar, I'm done with regular song structures, and I want to teach myself something that I don't know. So he taught himself play that and got this crazy instrument built, custom built, and uh, yeah, ended up all of a sudden being friends with Jim Jarmusch and. Uh, playing in Squirrel and doing all these weirdo shows. He's playing with metal bands, he's playing at art festivals, mostly he's playing in, in chapels and cathedrals, which is like the perfect setting for the stuff he does. It's incredibly dark and um, there's this American black metal band that I totally love, Obsequie. That's the, like if that's how you pronounce it, it, has this medieval kind of sound to it, and they've also got these lewd parts, and it's great. And yeah, but Joseph and Justin is like next next level. And he actually released two records last year. So he released uh, "Behold, I Make All Things New," like it's a regular new record he did, which I like. It's really good. Bought it, played it a lot, and then towards the end of a year. Um, he announced that he would um, play live sounds to screening of the old uh, Nosferatu, the black and white Nosferatu, the really early one. And um, yeah, and then all of a sudden there were the news that this stuff that he's playing will actually be a record entitled Nosferatu, the call of the death bird. And uh, it was released in December and uh, I actually wanted to give it to Mike for Christmas, uh, but it wasn't 
wasn't delivered by that time. So I got him some other stuff and uh, I need to buy a copy and send it over or he needs to buy a copy. I don't know. It's just, it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, so obviously he will tour next year again and will um, play certain venues where the movie is being screened and he will play live to it. And that's fucking insane. And I want to see this so bad. Sidebar. Um, I rewatched The Batman uh, on New Year's Eve because I spent New Year's alone this year and um, absolutely loved it. Loved it more than the cinema and the score is magnificent. And now there will be an orchestra of 50 people playing the score of uh, The Batman while the movie is playing, at least big as venues. And there's one next to Cologne and Dusseldorf where they're going to do it. And I was about to a ticket and then I saw it's the first day of the tour that we're going to do next year with Ulta and I'm kind of bummed about this but yeah um, the Batman great movie great soundtrack and uh, yeah if you do this kind of stuff um, Joseph von Wissem should be right up your alley all right number six it's a band from America called the Surfs with their record Primal Matter what is what is it what they do um, imagine like um, an arty punk band getting rid of the guitars and just using synths and uh, they're like a three-piece band two synth players a singer who also plays like drums but it's not like kick snare tom tom it's just like tom and snare it's really odd and it's 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 really kind of like the spits and synth it's it's not gorgeous or beautiful it's not your average synth pop that we had a lot of last year i mean there's this big hype about these synth pop duos that all want to be lebanon hanover and these kind of bands some of them are good most of them are just mediocre but the serves they they just struck a nerve with me it's so punk in, in their approach and the way it sounds it's uh yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, and they will go on tour next year. At, no, wait, it's twenty twenty three. So they will go on tour this year. So I'll finally see them live. Pretty raucous crowds, mostly if you watch videos. So they're kind of like a hipster hype band, but I don't care because the music is fantastic. Yeah, number six, the Surfs, Primal Matter. Just a sip of my ginger lemon drink. Okay, top five. Number five, Murder Bait, Nostalgia Like Cancer. Not a surprise if you follow this podcast, if you follow Mike and me. Um, we had an episode on them, and then we got, uh, they touched base, and we became friends. And through that, Davey of Dry Wedding contacted us, and we became friends, and they all were featured on the podcast and Mike and I went all of, like all over town and tried to get both Dry Wedding's last record and Nostalgia Like Cancer of Murder Bait a deal so that someone puts it out on vinyl but no label was willing to do it. All the labels I spoke to were like holy shit this is excellent this is so fucking good why do I not know this band but I can't release it because it's already out and I was like that's stupid. You can easily get rid of like 300 vinyl copies of that. I mean, you know, I don't know. What What are your thoughts? Maybe you can comment on this. If you think this is like, a, if do you think like a quality record like this, if you put it out on vinyl after it's being released or been out for a while on, on digital platforms, that people will be like, oh no, I don't want to buy it. And I mean, 300 records for a label, that's not that much of a problem. And I mean, I fuck, I think I could sell 300 records. I don't just don't have the money to produce 300 records by myself. But yeah, Murder Bait, excellent. Um, if you remember what I spoke about, Woven Hand, it's like if Woven Hand would be like a vinyl record on 45, uh, Murder Bait is Woven Hand on 33. It's psychedelic, it's really dark, um, melancholic. It's like a doom record without doom guitars. Um, it fills that, that it, it scratches that itch of Atriarch and Alaric and all these kind of bands. Um, 
if you could imagine the tinder sticks being very depressed that's kind of like what murder bait sounds like um my buddy Mattia of Ascension Ruin turned me on, onto them because they did a 10-inch with them. And uh, he sent it over and said, like, Ralph, this should be way, right up your alley. And, yeah, it takes all the right boxes. Also, if you're, like, a Fields of the Nephilim fan, you will be totally into a murder bait. I posted it a lot on also the Ulta page. And a lot of people have that in their top 5 or top 10 for this year. And I'm really glad that we were able to um, yeah, to push them in that way because Mike and I both went all, all out to promote these guys, like both Dry Wedding and Murder Bait. Yeah, still stupid that no label wants to do it. But yeah, eventually I think someone will catch up maybe with the next record and then we'll finally see Nostalgia Like Cancer on vinyl. Okay, number four. Yeah, my favorite metal record of the year is by my good friends Unruh, and it's called Die Wiederkehr des Verdrängten, released on Babylon Doom Cult Records from Belgium. I brokered the deal for them because Unruh was always one of these tweener bands. They were like accepted by some of the metal people, but then they were too political for like the true black metal scene to acknowledge them. They looked like they're not black metal enough for some guys, blah, blah, blah. I told that story a hundred times, how like Unru, Sun Worship and Ulfa always get shit for the way we look. And it's so dumb. So yeah, I mean, Unru always released good stuff. I always was a fan of them. Ulfa actually played the first ever show with Sun Worship and Unru, which ended up being like lifelong bonds between all three bands. And um, they've been gone for a while. So that doesn't mean they were broken up, but they're just like on a hiatus and everybody did other stuff. And uh, yeah, but slowly and steady, there were always like signs of life and I got some demo recordings and they were already excellent. And then Lars, my good friend, who also plays in Ulfa and also in Sun Worship and also in Unru, he said like, yeah, we're done with the Unru record. Um, here, are the, here are the songs. They weren't mixed and mastered by that time, but that already was like like an absolute offering i'm like this this will be like this will be big you guys like really you recorded something great here and then andy of ulta did the mixing and um and then it was mastered and put on vinyl and it came out like in march last year and our recording like ulta's record came out in april and then we went and toured together which forged the months of friendship even more but man, I always have a problem with putting friends' records in my top list because I'm biased. But this record is just so fucking good. Um, how do you describe this? I mean, it's the only band that like remotely sounds like Ulfa, and uh, it's 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 more chaotic in a way. It's got this reverby. Uh, gl gloomy, dark atmosphere to it. It's very beautiful, very nuanced. You've got like moments that sound like Death Crush Mayhem, but then you've got stuff that reminds you of Two Hunters by Wolves in the Throne Room, um, mixed with, I don't know, like the Dutch black metal scene stuff. It's it's so unique and so cool and it's one of those records you just have to listen from front to back um yeah if you haven't checked it out by now please support unru die wiederkehr des verdrängten okay number three my top three here we go well number three easy it's the best active band right now to me which is bambara um Again, a band that has gotten so much love here on Everything Went Black. And, and Mike is a big fan. I'm a big fan. Their singer, Reed, was uh, was guest on, on the show. And um, yeah, Bambara, what can I say? I saw them live as a support to the band Nothing. And I was like, oh, Bambara, I don't like the name. I was really a posh asshole. 
And I was like, ah, I will skip them. I was, I think it was on a Sunday or something. And then we went there. The went venue was half empty, and um, so the doors opened to the actual concert room. And I'm like, okay, like I'm not a douche, and I won't let like a band play to no one. So I went in there, and they started playing, and it took me like five minutes, and I was a fan. This is one of these these magic moments where still music and bands can surprise you, and that was the thing. And ever since then, I've been heavily in love with Bambara. They're one of the most energetic live bands. The songwriting is excellent. The lyrics are literally literally one one some of the best American lyrics that I've read in a while. It's really like a book or short stories and yeah, you can also see that read us into um American Gothic and Southern Gothic. Um it has this danger of birthday party without being too stubborn in it. Like they still have like a punk energy, a very melodic sense to it. It isn't as difficult as birthday party, but like the energy is pretty much what birthday party was all about. And yeah, Bambara is fucking excellent. They, I mean, they, they played with Foo Fighters. They got asked to tour with idols. Everything they got coming is deserved, and I just hope that they stay as excellent as they are. And this EP is like the next step in their evolution. And Feeling Like a Funeral is my favorite track for um, 2022. It's also a very fitting title for this motherfucker of a year. But uh, Bambara, Love on My Mind, also just an EP, but... um, those, I think it's six songs. They're more grandiose than most other bands manage to pull off with a whole record. Um, okay, number two. Like this and Bambara could be ex- interchanged in a way, but um, since I was more surprised with the next one, I think that's what got it gotten it to place number two. It's a VR Sex Rough Dimensions. VR Sex was a side project by Deb Demour, aka Andrew Klinko. So some people like most people know Deb Demour as the guy from Drap Majesty, who um yeah, I mean Drap Majesty the demonstration is one of the best records of the last ten years, hands down. And uh, VR Sex was a side project, and it's more like a punkish attitude to it. Released some EPs, and they always had like one or two great songs that were real hits, but um, nothing that really like struck a chord in the sense that I was like, okay, this is like a full-on band, and I need to have this on vinyl. Then when when Rough Dimensions came out, I'm like, okay, so it's a full record. Let's see. And I played it while I was in the gym. And um, I need a certain flow to a record to like it. And I tried it with other Drap Majesty stuff and, oh, sorry, VR sex stuff. But it didn't flow in a way that I liked it. So I always just put like their best songs in the playlist. But then I started like being on a treadmill or something, played this record, and I just couldn't stop. And from front to back, it's excellent it is a full band now you can clearly hear that this wasn't recorded by one guy alone in his bedroom it's like a full-on band and it has the guy from uh who used to be the singer and heroine this screamo hardcore band was it screamo i don't know like more evolution style hardcore and the band antioch arrow um he's singing in that band now and um how could you explain it? Again, the spits come to mind. I would say it's a psychedelic punk band in a way. Sort of political. Well, I have very political to it. And it's just catchy as hell. And I'm a sucker for good sounds, like a good tone to guitars. And I mean, yeah, Dread Majesty lives off that chorus pedal that they use. And for VR sex they have a different setup but it has a really distinct guitar tone to it and it's uh yeah it's fucking flawless this record just front to back is excellent and it would have been my number one if it wouldn't have been for a shitty Instagram ad that caught my attention because of the look of the guys playing that music which brings us to number one 
So, I mean, we're all like, I guess, I assume most of you, like all of us are using Instagram. And to some extent, it's so fucking annoying, like the the, the uh, algorithm, the, the advertisements that you get. So I'm vegan. So like two days or three days ago, all of a sudden I had only steak, like the steak page, steak and barbecue page and shit like this. So I was thinking like, oh, maybe Jackie Smith of Into the Necrosphere hacked into my account and like tapped on all the steak pictures. Um, it's weird. But sometimes there's good stuff. And uh, yeah, that was one. Um, my number one record is by two brothers. And the record is called El Bueno y el Malo by Hermanos Gutierrez which I think is the Brothers Gutierrez or something. I'm really, like, I don't have a clue about Spanish, and I'm probably butchering the names. Um, so, yeah, what attracted me to this? There were these two guys in this in this advertisement wearing a rocking leather jacket, big mustaches, and greased-up hair. One has a hat on, and they both look fucking cool. Like, two, I don't know, yeah, Mexican biker gangsters or something i don't know like it was just like okay what's this this looks interesting and there's also something with color schemes i'm like when i was starting getting into death metal i was or like also black metal i was buying records because of the logos or because i saw the shirt of like one guy in a band picture rocking like the logo of another band but then like the vibe of a record when the artwork already has like a tone to it that you like the look i'll i'll, I'll give it a chance i'll try it out like I mentioned, like Hama is sucker for like black and white black metal tapes, you know, with people with uh, like corpse paint on and torches or sickles or swords standing in the snow. I'll always back that. And yeah, it was here with, with Hermanos Gutierrez. I were like these two guys. I'm like, fuck, they look, they look cool. So what is this? I switched on the sound and I thought like it's just like an interlude or something because there was these um jangly chorusy reverb guitars and they were so magnificent and so beautiful and i'm like okay this sounds interesting well the record is already out let's see so i checked it out on spotify and that's one of the biggest advantages of spotify that you can just click on something and you um yeah you have it instantaneously you can just try it out don't have to wait or go to a record store and like put in the cd um so i played it and i fell in love instantaneously it is instrumental it's just two guys playing guitar and the one guy is playing the exact same crutch that i have for ropes of night playing through a fender head just with some reverb pedals and loop station the other guy has like a different um semi-hollow guitar and it's just, yeah, it's them playing guitars together. And I have to say, I spoke about Will and Sam Skarstedt. They, um, they both moved like they're they come from uh, from a very musical family, and uh, so they had instruments in their house all their lives. And then they moved to Prague for a while, and they lived together on. I think it was 15 square feet or something like a really tiny room and they play to guitar together all the time and that that's the only way I can explain why yellow eyes is so weird and so excellent in the harmonies they play and the brothers Gutierrez they kind of remind me of that this is it's like you know when 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 you're in a band and your drummer and your bass player the most important people in the band the rhythm section if they play really well together they say they're locked in and they're really tight at what they do and these two guys like the brother hermanos gutierrez they're fucking locked in tight man it's just it's and the music is so relaxed and so cool it's kind of like an evening in the desert, you know, after a rough day and uh, you're sitting on a porch. That's like kind of the image I have. You're sitting on a porch somewhere, a farmhouse in the desert, and you have a cold drink and just look out into the open 
and it has this this music this jangly kind of western influenced music in the background that also strikes my chris isaac nerve who i'm really in love with and i don't know man this record it just came and blew me away and i played it so often um so yeah that's um that became my number one record of the year so it's like Hermanos Gutierrez, VR, Sex and Bambara. They were really close. But uh, yeah, I just chose my number one because it's it was such a cool surprise because, it, well, I've never heard of that of them before. And now all of a sudden there's this record that you absolutely adore and uh, can't stop listening to. So yeah, these were my top 10 records. But as I mentioned before, I um, want to dive into a bit more. Um, so yeah, pretty much I could have filled my top 10 with the first four records with one guy. Um, and I mean, I mentioned this before as well. I'm a huge, and I mean huge fan of Ryan Adams. Not Brian, Ryan. That guy to me is a musical genius he's the last one in the in the footsteps of neil young bruce springsteen lou reed and all these cats there are some good musicians and people have people like oh sam smith or who like all these cats like but ryan adams has been in the game for so long he started out very young in the country scene he had various incarnations of ryan adams and the cardinals and whatever solo stuff acoustic stuff stuff with band very country almost like some almost rock stuff and then all of a sudden he he changed into like straight up like pop rock music in a way and it found immense success there's a there's this record with the same title so it's ryan adams and it has like give me something good it was a big radio hit back then and he released a bunch of stuff after that like my gateway to him where really like i had knew the name and I didn't really listen to him, but then I saw um, Amoeba's uh, What's in Your Back with Power Trip. And the singer, whose name I forget, but like the guy that passed, uh, he had a Wipers shirt on and uh, he spoke about the Wipers and how much he liked it. And all of a sudden he pulled out Ryan Adams' Prisoner. And I always like, I love watching What's in My Bag because. Uh, there's always interesting stuff um and i always take notes and listen to the stuff that looks interesting or sounds interesting and they had um yeah so they talked about right and adams and also the rest of the band like the one guy that only had like death metal stuff he also said like no ryan adams is the man and they played um the song prisoner and i was instantaneously in love like, you know, like the moment that something comes along that you've been waiting for, the kind of songwriting that instantaneously strikes you and breaks your heart and makes you fall in love at the same time. And I love that stuff like this still happens. So yeah, ever since then, I'm really a big fan of Ryan Adams. And he put out a bunch of stuff. But yeah, like just when I became a fan, he was part of that Me Too thing because he was a dick and an asshole to some of his ex-girlfriends. Some of them were stars. I think it was Katy Perry or Lana Del Rey. Um, um, but yeah, he, um, he under, like, he's still in therapy. He's sober, recovering alcoholic. And I think he did a lot of, of stuff to change, but I'm not trying to defend him here. I don't know the guy, like maybe he's still douche and i don't know about the music i mean yeah we always talked about this here about like how you can separate art from artist and dude like i would just if i couldn't listen to ryan adams anymore it would be painful because his music has kind of like the same impact that new model army's music has to me or elliot smith a guy who saved my life on numerous occasions so ryan adams great output he put out an ep called 1989 which is like a seven inch and it sounds like 
Discord Rites of Spring kind of music, and the guy always has like Black Sabbath shirts on, Black Flag, um, Smith's Ministry, and all that kind of stuff. So he he knows music, and you can clearly hear it in his music. It's primarily it sounds like, yeah, Brian Brian Adams, uh, not Brian Adams, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Tom Patty, another favorite of mine. It's in this kind of vein. It's unbelievably good pop music but pop in the in the best way it can be and yeah he's he's he got dropped of all the labels and contracts he had but like he's still he said like i can't stop writing music and i'm always doing this so last year without a label to back him he just released four full-length albums and they're all not out on vinyl you can only have them digitally he sold them on his website for i think 20 bucks for the download and uh before like a month or two months before they uh, ended up being on all the streaming platforms but i always backed it and I, I paid the money um because i backed this guy and now he's going on the road again doing solo shows but yeah like last year he released four fucking full-length records and they're all excellent especially chris Chris is probably my favorite of his four records that he put out last year. And behold, like this year is not, it's just seven days old and two days ago, he released uh, Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen where he covered the whole record. He also covered a f complete Taylor Swift records a while back. Um, so this guy, like he's driven and there's not a, not a weak song on any of those four records. So if you're in that kind of, into that kind of stuff, please, please support Ryan Adams and uh, help him keep afloat and listen to his stuff. So yeah, Ryan Adams is like a no contender because it's a, just something else, just something special. Um, before I leave you, uh, a few runner-ups. Um, the Afghan Wicks, another of my all-time favorite bands, released a record last year was fantastic um i haven't been that much into hardcore punk or hardcore in itself for a while like there's not a lot of stuff going on that i really back but last year they saw the release of a, the debut of a band called inclination and if you're like me you're like a kid of the 90s I like it, like born in the early 70s, like I born in 79 and grew up in the 80s. But like the late 90s saw this rise of like vegan straight edge mosh music. So fronted by Earth Crisis, Morning Again, Culture. Over here we called it Chugga Chugga Hardcore because it always had like this, like the dun 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 dun, this kind of like stop hammer-ons. Um, which is all stolen from uh, from Slayer. Um, if you just take like the Raining Blood ending, it's just like the perfect vegan mosh song. Um, yeah, and there there's been like this huge scene back then, and it died down, and all these bands left for uh, this melodic death metal thing. You know, people, bands like Heaven Shall Burn and Caliban, they became big, Maroon, and they all ended up playing this. We want to be at the gates, but we're not good enough. Um, so yeah, this new there's this new wave of American straight edge hardcore, and uh, yeah. Um, Inclination released their debut record and it's fucking powerful. It's like, yeah, vegan straight edge mosh at, it, at its best. It's really good. And uh, so the last guitar thing or like louder thing, Arismenda, Spider's Lust in the Dungeon Dust. Arismenda is part of the most important American black metal thing to me that happened since uh, the early days of Leviathan and Xaster and Weakling and all these bands and then the stuff that happened in the Pacific Northwest. But yeah, around the LA area there was uh, the Black Twilight Circle, Carapresculo Negro, um, fronted by Volhan, a band that we've talked about that has this uh, 
Latin American guitar playing, kind of like Hermanos Gutierrez, but like with black metal. And Volhan is a complete game changer. Ad Abqual, like this record by Volhan, is one of my favorite black metal records of all times. And Eris Mendo was his uh, right hand man, and they had like a fallout. And so I don't think that like the Black Twilight Circle really exists properly anymore. Or at least Arismenda is not a part of this anymore. But Arismenda was always the more depressed, psychotic black metal. And uh, all of a sudden, out of nothing, like mid like mid fall of 2022, um, Spiders Lost in the Dungeon Dust was released. That's a gnarly record, man. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's evil. It's really evil, really dark. And if you're into the sort of Leviathan sound that he did on Massive Conspiracy Against Christ mixed with the Lurker of Cellist stuff, um, maybe a bit more drug-induced psychotic than you'll be into Arismenda. Yeah, this and the the, the devil, Javel, Javel, however you pronounce this, Norwegian black metal bands, were like some highlights of the black metal records last year. All right, coming towards the end, two EPs I wanted to mention because a lot of strong EPs got released yesterday. The first is by a band called Fearing. The EP is called Desolate. Fearing are like a goth post-punk band, um, have two full-length records and an EP out and uh, released that uh, EP last year, the Desolate one. Really bleak, sad, post-punk, goth, dark wave fantastic stuff and uh, a band that is uh, next the next EP is called not today not tomorrow by a band called poison ruin um, and they will be the next big thing I mean they already are kind of like a hipster thing kind of like the surfs but uh, poison ruin they sound like punk band but all their artworks look like black metal stuff and so they're like they have they have punk stuff with some iron maiden guitar leads and dungeon synth interludes odd mixture um but fantastic stuff they have a f like the full length which collects like early eps and now they really like last year they released not today not tomorrow yeah, Poison Ruin is a band you should look out for. And last but not least, um, to change up the game a bit, um, you all know that I'm into rap and hip-hop as well. To me, the Wu-Tang Clan is the best thing that ever happened to rap music. The first record, Enter the 36 Chambers, and the first round of solo records, especially Liquid Swords by Jizza, is to me the holy grail of rap. And um, a few years back, a guy called Luca, Big Luca, L-U-K-A-H, came out with a while look up, Gods in the Mirror. Um, that tape, man, I played it through. I've worn it out. It's, uh, it's exactly in that 90s vein of Wu-Tang Clan, Das FX, Gravediggers, maybe some early Nas, really dark, really minimalistic great rhymes, great lyrics, really anti-religious. Um, that came out and was great. And he released this new record called Raw Extractions in 2022. And that's a legitimate banger too. Like literally, if you want to like blow people away that are into rap music, I'm pretty certain that they don't know who Luca is and uh, you should uh, play to them. And so... Uh, I guess they will they will love you forever for that. And yeah, that brings me to an end. Now I gargle here for 48 minutes. I hope you're not asleep and you enjoyed some of the picks. Um, if you have questions to anything, please feel free to contact me over here or on Facebook, follow me there. Um, again, big shout outs to Mike for letting me doing this. Shoutouts to Carl Hakara, to Brandon Legion of Horror Wolf, and to Jackie Smith. All these cats that I've become friends with through this podcast. I'm really proud to be part of this. And yeah, if there's anything you want me to talk about, if you have like questions or say like this is a topic and we would love to have you talk about this, leave a comment or drop me a mail and I'll see what I can do. 
All right, that's it. Take care, guys. Thanks.